Hi everybody, Catherine here, and I'll be reading my essay today about how to live intentionally, set goals, and pursue dreams while also being present and aware that the course of life is not something that can be carefully controlled. Lol, as we know, thanks 2020, and honestly, every year before then, because if we weren't paying attention to that fact, we certainly know it now, but it always existed. If this essay resonates with you, you'll want to check out my Introduction to Intentional Living course, which is an eight-week and group coaching course where we're going to go through eight modules of tuning into your intuition, creating your core values, creating and executing on values-based goals, and lots of other stuff that's really going to help you to know yourself better than ever before so that you can be present for your own life and the things that matter to you. And then you can do the things that you want to do in life, which... If you hadn't thought about it before, 2020's probably got you thinking like, this is the time to do the things. Um, So the link for that is in the show notes. Also, please do attend my Sunday Soother pajama journal party. This is happening this Sunday, October 4th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. It's $10 and all proceeds are going to political and progressive causes. And I'm going to do this every Sunday in October to channel my rage (laughs) and to do something good for you guys. So you can do something good for yourself while doing something good for the cause. Come to the journal party. It is an hour. You don't have to turn on your camera or talk or anything. You just show up. I'm going to be holding the space. I'm going to be doing the talking and I'm going to be guiding you through um, stream of conscious journaling, guided journal prompts to set up an intentional week guided breathing exercises and a guided relaxation meditation. So you're going to feel so good after this is done. And then the last thing is my new moon journal circle is October 16th. And that's free to join. I'll help you do that. All the links for all those things are in the show notes. Without any further ado, on to this week's essay. Back when I was running the first iteration of my introduction to intentional living course, a student asked this wise question, which was apt as the start of the course coincided with the unfolding of the pandemic and George Floyd's murder. How does one live intentionally, set goals, and pursue dreams, while also being present and aware that the course of life is not something that can be carefully controlled? A more blunt form of this question that I have gotten before the course, and since the course, from friends, clients, to the readers, whoever, has taken kind of the same form with a slightly more nihilistic view. What's the point? When the student asked her thoughtful question, I pondered it because I hadn't really considered it from that angle. As a naturally goal-oriented person, setting goals and going after them is kind of just the way I live my life. I also have pretty good resilience in this area. I don't believe in the concept of failure, only data gathering and pivoting. And if a goal goes ungotten, to me, it's either just a matter of time, a matter of approach, or a sign from the universe that for whatever reason, it just wasn't meant to be. We've all seen the person who single-mindedly and perhaps even obsessively pursues a goal, whether it's acceptance to a school or organization, a job, or a relationship. And we've seen how crushing it can be when somebody has attached and invested their identity to that outcome only to have that outcome not happen. And the deep disappointment, sense of loss, and aimless wandering that can come afterwards. Or perhaps we've had the opposite, seen or experienced the achievement of that goal. 
And the sinking realization afterwards that it didn't necessarily change anything about the way we felt. None of us want those outcomes. And though I advocate for intentional living, understanding your values, and going after goals that really feel authentic to you, I never encourage anybody to get wrapped up in the placing of a goal on a pedestal. But nor do I advocate for the abandonment of even trying. I'm not religious, but when I think about this duality, I think of two religious quotes that I've heard. Trust in God, but tie your camel and hold lightly to the things of this world. The first one is one of the reported sayings of Muhammad. According to iterations of this, one day the prophet noticed a Bedouin leaving his camel without tying it. He asked the Bedouin, why don't you tie down your camel? The Bedouin answered, I place my trust in Allah. At that, Muhammad said, tie your camel and place your trust in Allah. To me, this encapsulates the duality of both planning and surrendering. Make your plans and treat them carefully. Tie your camel up. But understand there's a larger force at play too that may guide things in an unexpected way. The second saying is from Corinthians, I think. I've never read the Bible. I don't know if there's a standard religious interpretation, but to me, it simply echoes the tenets of non-attachment. Have things, plan things, and yes, hold them, revel in them. But don't hold on with a tight-fisted grip because it is possible those things will need to be released at some point and you don't want to spend a chunk of your life dragging behind them wailing. As for how I personally answered the student's question, I wrote this. This is a wonderful question and worth pondering. Generally, I find an approach metaphor I started using a couple of years ago helpful. Life is a river and I am a kayak in this river. The river ultimately is in control and I'm not 100% sure where it will take me. Some days it will be stormy. Some stretches of the river will be stunning and peaceful. Some will be stormy and rocky. There will be bends, straight patches, towns I pass through, waterfalls. I don't know where the end will be. But I have oars. I have strength. I have the ability to practice rowing and navigating. I have the ability to make the choice to give up and just lie down in my kayak and give over to the river. Or I can employ those abilities. I can invest in better oars, practice my skills, know that after the rocky patches and the storms, something calmer and beautiful may be coming. This is the dance between control and no control. And I find the space in between is what makes up a fulfilling life. Hopefully that makes some sense. Oh, also meditation, lots of meditation. So what are some ways you can start embracing the duality of planning and surrendering at the same time? Here are a few tips I use. Explore your relationship with ambiguity and increase your tolerance for it. These two sets of journal prompts I created and will link in the newsletter might help. Write down the goals you're dreaming of. Then after each goal, write the feeling you are hoping to achieve via that goal. Most of the time we think we're going after a thing or an accomplishment, but what we're really looking to do is feel a certain way. Acknowledging the feeling you're hoping to call into your life can be illuminating. Try a quote unquote universe box or a God box or a whatever box 
One, write down the thing you want. Two, write down why you want it. Three, write down the feeling you hope to experience by getting it. Four, write down the first step you will take to achieve that thing. Five, then fold up the piece of paper, put it in a box on your altar or dresser, and forget about it. You're working to see if the universe can help you fill in the dots. You'd be shocked at the synchronicities that can unfold when you try this approach. So how do you handle uncertainty, creating a life in a time of chaos, or anything else around planning and ambiguity? I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, tie up those camels, but don't forget the trust either.